Welcome to Kingdom Talk Radio Hour with Dennis McCork, founder of God Hope Ministries. Kingdom Talk is where Christ is King, and we are the subjects and citizens of the Kingdom of God. Oh, yes, we are. We are Kingdom Talk every Saturday from 12 to 1 here on 1550 KXEX, the best talk in town. We're grateful to be gathered together here in the name of Jesus to talk all things kingdom we have as usual we have our co-host here loto from loto ministries it's great to be with you my brother good afternoon everyone great to be with you dennis and our celebrity host here we got (laughs) billville hello everybody i'm glad to be back you know we have a lot to talk about but as always we're not going to shy away from preaching the gospel the good news Mm -hmm. of the kingdom of god and we'll be looking at the scriptures today but you know you can join us on facebook youtube uh, Spotify and, and your your uh, Apple iTunes and all of that. Uh, share and like, if you would, please, so we can get the word out. But we're pulling out the stops here on Kingdom Talk. The floodgates are open. The veil has been rent, and we are moving on in the kingdom of God to see his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So let's press on here this morning. Uh, we have a, a clip that we're going to go ahead and open up with here talking about being pro-choice and pro-life. People always ask me, Brandon, are you pro-choice, pro-life? I say, man, I'm pro-life and pro-choice. Let me tell you why. Because I believe that women do have a choice. The choice is just not uh, uh, at the clinic. It was in the bedroom. Come on. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm almost going home on y'all. You had a choice. When you was doing a thing. But also you have two other choices. You can have your child. You can keep it. People will support you. People will love on you. And I say, watch what God can do Mm. and turn what you believe is your mess into success. But you have another choice. You have another choice. You can allow God to use your situation to bless another family. People who cannot have children that would love to take your baby in and love your child. There are choices, but we can't be afraid to tell the doggone truth. People always ask me, Brandon, are you? There you go. You know, the thing is, is that God does say, choose you this day whom you're going to serve, whether the gods our fathers served on the other side of the flood or the God of the Amorites in whom, wherein you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And, uh, and so there are choices and there are consequences, aren't there brothers? Definitely. You know, uh, and in Deuteronomy, he says, I set before you a life and death, blessing and cursing, choose life that you and your children may live. So, you know, in that sense, we are pro-choice. God doesn't force his will. He does give people the ability to choose Adam and Eve chose and they were consequences. And it wasn't just consequences for them, was it? All of humanity. We're dealing with those consequences today. So our choices have consequences. And so we just need to be aware of that. And uh, today we're going to be uh, going and looking here at these concerns. There's a restaurant that denied a Christian group access to uh, their their dining hall there because uh, they had uh, Christian views on on marriage, on Abortion, uh, and so you know that that is a public setting. There, that's something 
uh, where you're facilitating people to come and talk. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And we're also going to talk about how Franklin Graham responded to Amy Grant, who's a famous uh, Christian singer. I mean, she started out in the contemporary Christian music world uh, on the scene there, but she has uh, become song, more right? secular. Baby, baby. Okay. Uh, and so um, so she's uh, hosting a lesbian wedding, and Franklin Graham responded to that. And... Uh, also, we will be talking about a mass exodus from the church. There's been some articles about that. Is that really going on? Are people fleeing Christ by the droves? Well, I don't think so. I don't think so. We'll talk more about that. And then, believe it or not, uh, weed in the church. So a weed or marijuana outreach within a church. So is this what our world's come to? Is this what the church has come to? Mm. And then there's a priest, Frank Pavone, has been defrocked by the Vatican uh, for his uh, so-called radical pro-life stances that he's taken. Uh, so it's interesting. It does seem to be some favoritism there. You've got others that are promoting certain lifestyles. I'll just say it. Uh, the priest, uh, James Martin, who is a Jesuit priest who does uh, kind of facilitate and condone uh, the, the lifestyle uh, of homosexuality uh, by omission. It's not so much what he says, it's what he, what he doesn't say. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And then also Kirk Cameron has been, uh, we briefly touched on that last week. We want to talk a little bit further about how that, you know, they have these drag queen story hours, but he's not allowed to have a story hour that's mm -hmm. talking about virtue and biblical principles. So those are things that are going on in the cult sure, today that uh, we need to address. But we need to always address these things through the light of scriptures, don't we? Mm -hmm. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. Uh, if it was, my servants would fight. But now my kingdom is not from here. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we are subjects and citizens of, a, of the kingdom of God. Our citizenship is in heaven. So we have a primary identity as mm. citizens of heaven. And we must navigate this world from a solid foundation of our identity as children of God and children that are growing up into maturity. We've been talking about the milk versus the meat of God's word here on Kingdom Talk. And, uh, you know, there's a time for everything. For everything, there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. So there's a time to be a baby and to have milk, and we need to facilitate that and allow for that for, for new believers. But those of us who've been walking the road Okay, those of us who have been in the kingdom for any period of time, the Lord is asking us to grow up, right? Um, we can desire the, the sincere milk of the word, mm -hmm. but we must grow up and start desiring the meat of God's word. Yes. And Phil, if you could cue up that those verses there, you know, we're going to just do a quick review of what we've been talking about, but then we're going to get into some more meat. Mm-hmm from God's word so that we can be nourished and grow up and be those full mature men and women of God to go and do the will of God, to be about the father's business and functioning as subjects and citizens of the kingdom of God. Phil. Hebrews five ten and was designated by God to be high priest in the order of, of Melchizedek. Thank you. Yes. And we have much to say about this, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. Uh, 
the whole you want to continue mm-hmm. in fact though by this time you ought to be teachers you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of god's word all over again you need milk not solid food anyone who lives on milk being still an infant is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness but solid food is much more mature who led by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish distinguish good from evil there you go. So strong meat belongs to those who are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses trained to discern both good and evil. And that's what we're called to do, mm-hmm. especially in this hour, at this time. You know, we were debating on whether to do Kingdom Talk today or just play an evergreen show, but we decided to to come because these things are important. What we're talking about is important, and we need to be uh, walking circumspectly to walk as children of light and to navigate these times and to be skillful in the word of righteousness. And so the writer of Hebrews uh, is telling us to to grow up, you know. Therefore, leaving, as he goes on in chapter 6, he says, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on into maturity, on into perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. Now, these principles, there's six of them there. These are elementary. This is the milk of God's Word, which is hard to believe because those are some pretty significant teachings. But it is the milk because in compared to Christ's Melchizedek priesthood, we talked about this last week. If you get a chance, if you haven't listened to it, go to our podcast and listen to the teaching on the Melchizedek priesthood Mm -hmm. because it's important to recognize that this is a new order. It's the new covenant. It's a it's a, a a better and more sure promise that we have in Christ, and we are called to walk in that freedom that we have from His priestly work that He did, not only as the priest, but as actually being the sacrifice. It's through Christ's shed blood. He paid a terrible price for our sins, and so. We are called by the Holy Spirit to put our faith in Jesus Christ. And, you know, there's those that are out there right now. This is the Christmas season. It's the holiday season, and uh, we celebrate uh, Christ's incarnation. He came in the womb of Mary. He walked this earth. He was obedient unto death, even death on the cross. He, he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven. And there are those out there that are right now that are, are struggling, you know, with, uh, with broken family relationships there's those that are incarcerated. You know, Loto, you have a ministry with uh, Juvenile Hall there, and those who can't be with family. Maybe they have a loved one who's in jail or in prison, and uh, they're feeling heartbroken. They have memories. And there's this standard that is raised amongst our society that somehow Christmas needs to reach this certain level of happiness, a certain level of satisfaction and it sets people up for disappointment sometimes doesn't it yeah and most of that is just commercial driven you know yeah. and it's like you need to spend this much for it to be a good present you know or for it to actually mean something so yeah we're, we're, we're slowly losing the meaning of christmas right and that's what we're wanting to do is refocus on that yes. and so we have a christmas gift it's a free gift here today that's being offered uh, it's, uh, as Jesus said, if you knew the gift of God mm. to the woman at the well there in John four and who it was that said unto you, give me to drink, you would have asked of him and he would give you living water. So Amen. we have the gift of God here today. Uh, 
This uh, is uh, Saturday being aired uh, on Christmas Eve. And, you know, there's uh, even some young people that have expectations for this uh, time of year. And uh, maybe they're not going to get that new uh, computer or phone or bike or whatever it is that they wanted. But even more importantly, maybe dad's not going to show up this year. And he's been there every year before, you know, or there's a woman whose husband is gone, who's incarcerated, can't be there for them. Um, or someone lost a father or a grandfather just in these last year, since the last Christmas. And and uh, they're needing uh, hope and they're listening to Kingdom Talk and they don't know Jesus. So how, how can we how can we offer that to them, Loto? Um, man, you know, it's again, like Dennis said, it, it, it is a gift. Those Christmas trees, you know, they're, 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 they're loaded with presents, but none of those presents makes any difference to you until you get up and actually go get the present and receive the present. God can only lay the, the, the gift before you, mm. but it's up to us to go and receive it. It's up to us to go receive it. So, you know, the, uh, the, the way that we receive this gift is, is really just by accepting Christ into our heart which is just coming to Jesus and inviting him into our heart and inviting him not just to come and occupy our heart, but really to take over. And there needs to be a full submission like, Lord, you know, my life is this way, but, but I, and, and I see that it's going, it's going to a place I don't want it to end up. I want to go that way. So can you help me, God? Can you save me from going this other way and make sure that I get to the, to, to the place that I really do want to be. And Christ will come in, you know, and, and, and he'll take you to that place. But, you have to make him Lord, not just Savior of your life. That's right. And so this is the time. You know, the angels said to the shepherds, you know, fear not, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, Christ the Lord. And so unto you, sir, ma'am, the Savior has been born. If you'll simply just, as Loto said, just believe and receive Jesus Christ, that free gift, and unwrap that gift. And how you unwrap it is believe, mm. you know, is is to open up the box and to start utilizing that gift. Uh, if it's a, your child playing with it, or if it's a man or adult, maybe it's a tool or something for the kitchen to start utilizing. And that's to trust in, to believe upon, and then start walking in obedience to Jesus Christ. So that's for you today. And we're offering that here on Kingdom Talk every Saturday from 12 to 1 That's Kingdom Talk Radio Hour here on 1550 KXEX, the best talk in town. Believe and receive the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, as we go forward here, you know, we see that that, uh, the uh, writer of Hebrews is saying that ultimately eating the meat of God's word is going forward from the foundational teachings of repentance and a faith toward God, of baptisms, laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, eternal judgment, and moving forward in trust in the fact that Christ's priestly work is far better, it's eternal mm-hmm. in comparison to the old covenant priestly work of Aaron, of the Aaronic priesthood, the sons of Aaron who were Levites. And so that we then by faith are to know that what Christ accomplished through his death, burial, and resurrection, and now his ascension and his ongoing continued priestly work that we have a hope and a ability to walk in deep communion with God. And we see here that um, 
uh, in, in Hebrews that uh, by one sacrifice, chapter 10, verse 14, he has perfected forever those who are being made holy. And that's us, those who put our faith in Jesus Christ as citizens of the kingdom. And in the book of Hebrews, we hear about Christ's priestly work. And it's compared to the old, it's better, it's greater. It talks about uh, Jesus as a greater is greater and better than the angels in chapter 1. Jesus is greater and better than Moses in chapter 3. It's a greater salvation in chapter 2. Again, there's a greater rest, a greater priesthood. We have a better hope. It's a new and everlasting covenant, a better covenant. We have a higher promises and better promises. It's a greater ministry. It's the true tabernacle in heaven versus the old tabernacle in the wilderness. It is the blood of Jesus, which is speaks of better things than the blood of Abel, uh, and also a better sacrifice. It is a greater city, a better country. It's a new and better altar, and it is a new law. It's the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, brothers. Mm. So what we have in Christ, according to the writer of Hebrews, is, is something that needs to be cherished, and we need to nourish our spirits, you know, with the Word of God, the meat of God's Word. You know, in Deuteronomy, it says, man shall not live by bread alone, mm. but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And when Jesus was in the wilderness and tempted three times, he quotes from Deuteronomy. You know, the enemy comes to him and says, if you're the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. And then Jesus quoted Scripture right out of Deuteronomy chapter Eight says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. And that's what we're nourished by in our spirits. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, joint and marrow, and is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Amen. Yes. So, so let's be in the word. Yes. You know, Let's be in the new covenant. For in Hebrews 7, it says, For the law made nothing perfect but the bringing in of a better hope. Again, there's that better, better hope. Yeah. By which we draw near unto God. And that's what the meat of God's word is, is that we are in deep communion with God so that we are then being nourished by the Spirit. Yes. And by the presence of God to walk in obedience. Man, amen. And, you know, I, I believe meat and maturity goes hand in hand. Yes. Right? You know, and, and, I've, and if, for me, I can tell when when, when a Christian is, is mature by by the way they make their decisions. Mm. Um, when we were kids, we we were all about ourselves. You know, it's like when when, when so so let's just uh, take the going to the store. You know, we go to the store with our mom. Two completely different approaches to going to the store. The kid is wondering in the car, "Oh my gosh, what's my mom going to get me? What's my mom going to get me? What's my mom going to get me?" Mom on the way to the store is, how am I going to get food for my kids? What do my kids need? Mm. What do my kids need? It's no longer about the self. It's, it's, it's now about providing for others because I believe that the, the sign of somebody that's eating meat is somebody that is mature and understands that the family can't survive on Gerber food. The family needs some meat. So that person needs meat to be able to um, uh, have sustenance you know, in order to provide for others. So this is what I'm saying. 
uh, last last uh, last week I talked about how you know when we're babies we look out for ourselves we become young adults and we, we it's all about community service we want to serve mm. our community but then when we become parents it's not just about the community now it's at home we're, we're, it's not something we can go do for one you know on a Saturday go do an outreach and then go home and and you know it's out of mind out of sight no as parents know our family is always with us. So we stay others oriented. You know, it's no longer just self oriented. As a matter of fact, we just had um, this um, uh, this last weekend, Dennis, at uh, JJC, an amazing event. You know, juvenile hall. At juvenile hall. You know, uh, uh, you know. One thing, by the way, that's really cool about working here at uh, KXEX is that we actually have two scholars. You know, in the building, and I believe that uh, our producer has a recording that that we can share after I share the story. You know, uh, from the two scholars that, that everybody listens to in the afternoons, uh, but but you know, at, at, with the with with Juana Hall, I thought it was the a... pay. I thought it was the the, the payroll <laughs> that you were. You're so you know, good about working. But but you know, the, uh, there was the um, you know we we did a, a Christmas event for the kids, you know, and it was just amazing. You know, um, we've been working with these kids for years, you know, and and and, and we were able to serve them. But in serving, we ourselves got blessed. You know, there was a kid that came up and told Maria, Maria, God is real. And she and she says, amen, you know, and, and it's kind of like, you know, it's just kind of like, that's what we've been trying to tell you. I'm glad you get it. You know, but he said, no, 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 God is real. And I know he's real now. And so Maria kind of waited on him to explain. Well, he, he, he confessed. He said, Maria, I got to tell you guys first, sorry, because I never pray. I, I just, I don't pray. He said, but this last week I did. I found out my baby's mother was going through things. We're not doing good right now, but I knew that she was doing bad. So I, so I, I, I asked God to help her, you know, and, I, and I was serious about my prayer. And, I, and then I got a message, you know, that I had to call her. So, so the kid calls, you know, his baby's mother, and then as a film, for the first time, he got to hear his baby's voice. Oh, he got man. to hear his baby's Powerful. voice, you know. And, and 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 so I shared that because we were encouraged. Remember the story in John 4, you know, about the woman at the well? Yes. You know, and, and how Jesus told the disciples, you, I have meat that you don't know of. When they asked him, dude, we went to get the lunch. You haven't even eaten yet. But he, he, he told them, I have, and I truly believe that when we're eating on meat, you can tell that person's mature because they're ready for ministry. And I'm not, I'm not talking about conventional ministry. Again, I'm not talking about showing up for the outreach to volunteer. I'm talking about ministry and you're always looking for opportunities to share Jesus with someone, just like we found opportunities in juvenile hall. And man, when that kid told us, along with testimonies from other children, other young people in there, our hearts, we left with our hearts filled, filled with meat. You're not going to find that food, Max. Oh, my Lord. We have meat to eat that uh, others know not of. And so that's the meat of God's word here on Kingdom Talk radio hour. We're wanting to be nourished by God's word so that we can grow up and be those mature saints, those mature members and citizens of the kingdom of God. When we navigate these things that that are so challenging in our culture today and what's going on in our world, we are learning that there are things that are causing us to awaken uh, because if we don't, we're going to get sucked into the vortex of the darkness. You know, it says, in Isaiah, behold, darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness to the people, but the Lord shall rise upon you and his glory shall be seen upon you. Rise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. And uh, as we mentioned, we're going to go back to the scriptures here in a minute, but, you know, as you're talking there, Loto, 
about how we grow up and we end up thinking about others. I think of the acronym JOY, you know, J-O-Y. Yes. Jesus first, others, others second, yes. you last. That's right. And that is a sign of maturity. And so as we, as we mentioned here at the beginning of the program, there's things like a restaurant denying a Christian group access to the, the room there to dine and hold their meeting. Uh, you know, this is what it's come to. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, there's things that we need to discern as we read in the book of Hebrews that strong meat belongs to those who are full age, those who by reason of use has their senses trained to discern between good and evil. So we have to discern these things, you know, because there's a difference between uh, somebody who's actually promoting a particular lifestyle on a cake or as a photographer, Mm -hmm. okay, Uh, and having being forced to promote and actually say something, okay, yeah. By their actions, that's promoting something, and the other, like let let let's say it was let's say it was a build your own cake, uh, business, right? And yes. someone wanted to come in and build a gay cake, then they they should they should let them build whatever they want to build, right? Yes. In this free society, does you see the difference? Yeah. And we, we have to be able to discern these things because at first someone could say, "Oh, you're being a hypocrite because you're saying that the 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 baker shouldn't have to bake the cake, but the restaurant should." allow the Christian group to hold their meeting. The Christian group isn't saying you own or need to come to the meeting and you need to speak and say that you are for traditional marriage or you are pro-life. They're simply saying we want to use your facility like everybody else. Do you see the difference? Yes. That restaurant, they, they issued a, a statement saying that the, the, they felt like they felt uncomfortable, the staff. And so it had nothing to do, like you said, a message that they're promoting. It's yeah. just providing food. And yeah. They did find another restaurant, and they got a big tip. Oh, yeah, I bet they did. I bet they did. You know, and uh, so, you know, how do we navigate these things? Yeah, and they did say that they're they're known to be a very inclusive restaurant. But for some reason, they were inclusive at that moment, even though that's their message. Isn't it interesting that most restaurants don't identify as inclusive? But Loto, it's the one that says we're inclusive that excludes. Yeah, it's the same old story. You know, they 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 use labels like inclusive or tolerating or tolerant. You know, tolerant. Yeah, you know, tolerant. You know, and uh, and again, yeah. this is just more of the same. You know, it's 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 uh, it's sad. You know, um, you know, and, and you know, hey, I mean, they they made this decision. I don't agree with it, and thank God there's other restaurants. You know, That's thank true. God that there's restaurants that probably more worthy you know uh, of of these people supporting their finances and hard-earned money but nobody in america should be treated like this yeah we right you and i talked about many times about being hypocritical or there's a hierarchy because they're they they again they're trying to preach inclusivity Mm -hmm. they're trying to preach we don't discriminate but we don't discriminate or we're inclusive until we disagree with what you're saying it's just amazing Yeah. yeah Yeah, there's 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 a problem, you know. When whenever you want to uh, uh, um, tout yourself as inclusive, there's always a problem <laughs> when there's that word "but" in there. You know, kind of kills the whole thing about being inclusive. <laughs> but you know, or we tolerate but you know, and so yeah, it's just uh, again, it's more of the same. Well, it happens in corporate world so much, you know. Mm-hmm. And the young man, uh, uh, Jonathan, 
that uh, stood up here locally. Guevara, yep. Yeah, at, regarding his child who was given the tour of the LBGT section of the library. And it was mm-hmm. that was highlighted. The, the history section wasn't highlighted. The biography section wasn't highlighted. But specifically the LBGTQ section, which, by the way, we talked about those uh, thousand books that were donated. Mm-hmm. Remember LBGTQ? Yep, Remember we, we sure talked about did. that about yep. a year ago. Well, here's sure. the fruit of it. So now mm-hmm. it's all displayed, and now they're giving tours of it. He did a great job. He went to the local news uh, stations, and uh, but he, he did a, a, a good job explaining the reality of what's going on in the culture. And that is, you know, if you're a restaurant owner and uh, you hire a Muslim, okay, and you tell him, look, you know, you can't be bringing the Quran and reading from the Quran during your work hours and converting people to Islam. If you're a Christian, you can't be bringing the Bible and reading from it during the work hours here in converting people, okay? Um, you know, if you're Catholic, whatever, you know, whatever you have. Uh, but then when the lesbian comes, they come in and they plant the rainbow flag in the restaurant and everybody's got to comply yeah, and be in agreement with it, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. You know, again, we the difference, I think, for us is that we, if they want to believe a certain way and promote something, it's, it's one thing but when they force it on us. But I think they're saying, well, you guys are always talking about drag queens, you know, and I found this quote and, and it's from Seth Dillon and, and he says, no one would be talking about drag queens if drag queens weren't performing for children. This is the thing. That's what happened locally. They said, you know, one of the leaders of the protest, okay, at the so-called Lutheran church, yep. it's, now it's not all Lutherans, this is a particular sect, yes, thank okay, you. Yep. within Lutheranism, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, had this drag queen there locally here in Fresno, and they were had children, uh, you know, underage that were being invited to it. In fact, they they charged like fifty dollars for adults, but Whoa. wow, great discount yeah. for kids, ten dollars, <laughs> right? Wow, yeah. what a deal! Uh, so, so one of the leaders sent a message to uh, the the church and said, "Look, you know, this is America. If you want to have a drag queen show, that's fine, but if you." allow children under 18 to go, then we'll be there protesting and we'll make it uncomfortable for you, okay? Uh, but if you make it 18 and up, we won't show up, okay? Yeah. And, and you know, that was, I think, on the news, couched as being some sort of a terrorist threat, that, that message that was sent. Mm-hmm. I think he probably could have said, not said, don't make it uncomfortable for you, because that, that can be interpreted different ways, but I think that person simply just meant we're going to be out there protesting. Mm-hmm. But but they want to be, you know, it's kind of like watching soccer these days. If you watch the World Cup, the guy falls down, he starts, he's like, he starts whining, oh, my leg, my leg, my leg, it's so bad, it's so bad, because they want to get a foul called, right? Yeah. They want a penalty. Yeah. Right. And so that's what's happening in the cult. Sure. But you do a replay, and there was no, nobody hit the leg. Nobody even touched <laughs> the leg. They're just saying, oh, it hurts, it hurts. Oh, right? it's so dramatic, it's, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. This, this is worse than that. Yeah. Yeah, boy, it is worse this, than that. This, this is worse than that. Look, look, look at how successful they have become again by taking over the argument and defining the term and go. the vocabulary that we can use. They've, they've even interpreted our own words for us. You know, I, I'm not the wow. you know, I, I don't speak for the guy that wrote this email. Wow. But he said what he said, or or who, she, whoever wrote it. You know, it's you know, it's not going to become. Well, honestly, what 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 is wrong with that? The only thing wrong with that is that they can take advantage of it and and twist it up to say something that it didn't. Again, we're in America. You should be able to speak freely. And for the rest of the public, we know what the guy meant. 
we know, you know, the guy or the girl, that they didn't mean they're going to go harm them or anything like that. There was a possibility, you know, of course that that could happen. But again, that's how successful they have become at taking over the argument and, and, and a poor job of, of, of our side that, 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 that allows them to define the terms wow. and, and, and define the words. No. That's, that's so true, you know, defining words and terms. Mm-hmm. And, and they, that said, the far left would say, as far as us Christians and conservatives, would say that we're being extreme, extremists and that we're just accusing them like we're trying to, because, you know, we use the word groomers now and because they're trying mm-hmm. to groom our children. And, and it's a word, but they think it's, it's a, an attack of violence. And now, with here's a quote from, a, if I may, from a, a, a famous Hollywood drag queen that's known, I guess. And here's a, a, a contrary quote to back you up, Lodo, is that he said, the way of thinking about family is old and tired, and we need to reinvent it. Like that reveals their cards right there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Their goal is to redefine family. They try to re- they redefine mar- marriage. They try to redefine now boy and, gir- and girl. But it's the core of family. If you break down the family, you break down the society. You know, you talk about lies from the pit of hell, and that they, they literally are from the pit of hell. Yes. We're, we our weapons of our warfare are not fleshly, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. Yeah. Uh, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into ca- captivity every ideology, every thought unto the obedience of Christ. Yeah. And so we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world. And so this is the thing, is it's about sowing confusion and lies. And that's why, as you say, Loto, you know, the terms, we, we are casting down imaginations. Mm-hmm. We are doing spiritual warfare. And that's why we need the meat. Yes, amen. So our conscience is clear because when they say racism, that's right, you're, you're racist if you uh, want to not couch America as being founded upon racism. If you're racist, if you think the 1611 project is, is not true, you know, mm-hmm. that if you have a, 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 a conscience that hasn't been purged by the blood of Jesus and his high priestly work, you have, if you haven't yeah. eaten the meat of God's word, you're going to be cowered into a corner. You know, uh, if, if you're being accused of being homophobic, but you know that you uh, are a child of God and that you love all people and that you love people enough to speak the truth, that you, you're you speaking against the ideologies and the terms that are being misappropriated and misinterpreted and misapplied, that then you are then a mature citizen of the kingdom that can then bring those lies into the light and cast them back to hell where they belong. Yeah, you're talking about terms again. And watch this, this twist. I love how Prigger you puts it. If, if someone told you that they advocate for chemical castration, sterilization, and a physical mutilation of children and young adults, you probably think they were monsters. So why? Watch these terms. So why do progressives who push for gender-affirming care get a free pass gender affirmation because so the, because the term yeah, it's sure. the euphemism yeah. you know we have uh, again as Lotto said some scholars uh, right here on KXEX that we want to play a clip uh, regarding <laughs> meat mm-hmm. eating meat Alan Autry here our very own teeth right here yeah uh, listen I'm pointing right here it's like it's called incisors right see that kind of short they were given by God to rip and tear meat not eat a mango Okay, that's what God gave you these things. You need some meat in your diet. 
I don't think that's biblical, but okay. That is totally biblical. <laughs> <laughs> that's Mr. Moreno himself here on Kingdom Talk Radio. Uh, so, yes, you know, we, we, we need to eat spiritual meat. Yeah, we, we you know, real quick, Dennis, we, we find ourselves in a diluted society. You know, uh, and so we've diluted even our words. We've, we've diluted principles. We've diluted value. Because again, we can't handle the meat, so we got to dilute everything, just like we do with baby food. Yeah, but I just I love how that uh, there in Hebrews, you know, we're called to leave the principles and go on into maturity. Yes, you know, and so that's what's going to take to be able to do the spiritual warfare. You know, it's men that go off to fight wars. Yeah. Okay, grown men, you don't send children off. Mm-mm. You got to be able to put on the full armor of God. Having on the belt of truth, you know, and the full armor, and so uh, that's the thing. Yeah, it, it's it's hilarious that that clip talking about diet and, and there's a, there's a new uh, craze that if you made from TikTok. I don't know if you heard about the lion diet. The lion diet is salt, meat, and water, and nothing else. So that just meat. But now I, I'm saying that brought that up because we're talking about we should not. We need to have more meat in our diet. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, talking about the Bible, we shouldn't live by bread alone. Yeah. And you talked about the 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 whole the whole armor of God. That's right. I think we need to. The bottom line is, in our spiritual walk, we need to have a well balanced diet. Uh, diet, excuse yeah. me. Because if not, if we don't have a shield, what are we going to do without a shield? And we have a sword. We need to have that sword. So we need a full armor of God. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So you have two metaphors there. One, yeah. the diet, the full, the full, you know, balanced diet, but then also putting on the full armor. They're both true. The, the, the point is mm-hmm. that you're making this is excellent is that, you know, we can't just be uh, having one area of our spirit being nourished. Uh, we need we need the full understanding that we can come to of God's word and to digest that meat. The nutrients. The yeah. nutrients, yeah, yeah. Definitely. My yeah. wife is always telling me, eat more vegetables. <laughs> there you go. There you and, go. And, and, and also, man, we, yeah. we just need to straight up just call sin, sin. Yeah. You know, yeah. at the same time, call crazy, crazy. Or well, dangerous, dangerous. Right. And this is what I mean. If there's a dangerous person in my neighborhood, and everybody knows that, but for some reason that person's allowed to live there, but I know that person can bring harm to my kid, it is not me being a terrorist. It is not being mean. It is not me being uh, 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 vulgar or anything like that to tell my kids, hey, stay away from that guy's house. He's a monster. Mm-hmm. He's a monster. You know, stay away from that person's house thing because I do not want my kid to be violated or my kid to be, you know, harmed, you know, in, in any way. You know, and, and of course, we want to we want to put salt. We want to, you know, uh, say things you know, intact and all that. But it is not, it is not bad to warn people when it comes to the truth. Exactly. And, I mean, should we even have to be talking about whether it's okay to have a drag queen show for children in a church? Showing nudity, basically, in front of our kids. But in today's world, we do. That's why we need to go on unto perfection, on unto maturity. Leave the milk and grow up into Christ and have our spirits nourished by the meat of God's word. And so in that light, you know, we see that, uh, that the book of Hebrews really culminates here in Hebrews 13, uh, 20 to 21. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep 
through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will. Amen. Working in you that which is well-pleasing. Yes. Amen. Amen. If I could push it down a little bit further. Yeah. So we talked about how we've allowed them to, 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 uh, to take over the conversation and define words, terms, and all of that. Yeah. The other thing that's, that's, that's a problem that we, we need to wake up to is assimilation, you know, or, or assimilating. You know how, and this is a, this is a tactic among our, our intelligence sector. So the, the question is, is it better to take something down or to take something over? So you mentioned about the church. Mm-hmm. You know, do, do, can we believe when we're talking about, you know, uh, they're doing something like this in church? Honestly, if we've been paying attention, we, we shouldn't be surprised. They, they, they've been doing this. They've taken over, you know, entities. They've taken over facilities. They've taken over groups. They've taken and infiltrated and assimilated their own doctrine, you know, in these places where we thought they were safe. Whoever thought that uh, that we'd have to worry about drag queens at our kids' schools having, you know, uh, in our libraries and all that. Whoever thought that we had to worry about our schools taking our kids to have abortions. Whoever thought that we never have to worry about transgenderism being uh, preached, you know, in our schools. But what's going on is, is, is they don't want to they don't want to just get rid of our – no, no. They want to take it over and give us their doc- – that's why it's so important to have the meat. Because remember, the meat allows us to grow and mature and to come to a point where we're able to discern between good and evil. Mm. So that when we look at a at an entity, when we look at a certain group, we're able to discern, okay, that's of God or that's not of God. When you have a church who's allowing drag queens to, to, to do this, just period. Take away the kids. Just do something like that in church. That's not God. That's not, And it's okay to say that. It's okay to say right. that, but 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 we 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 need to pay attention and, and wake up to the fact that no 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 they're not just no it's not so much they're always trying to get rid of us no they're trying to change us and the best way they found out to do that is to infiltrate and assimilate and take over take over you know as you're saying and and so the thing is is that uh, if someone is is struggling with that we want nothing but mercy grace and forgiveness to be offered to to somebody who's confused about yes. their gender. But that's different yeah. than calling out those who are misleading people into yeah. bondage, into sin, into darkness, and ultimately into death, Amen. into hell. Amen. So, so so, that's that's the thing. We can't let uh, false accusations. You know, Jesus said, blessed are you when men persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely. Right? That's going to happen. We're going to get pigeonholed as homophobes and yeah. racists or or, or whatever, um, but uh, but th- but let's make sure these are false accusations because we truly want good point, brother. We truly want yes those uh, women who are having abortions. We want them to mm-hmm. uh, to ha- find out that there is hope and there's help Amen. for them if they choose to have that child. We want them to make the right decision. And if you've had an abortion, we want you to know that Jesus died for that sin and that you can com- receive complete forgiveness and restoration. You're not less of a human being. You are greatly loved as you confess your sin and put your trust in Christ. You are received as a daughter of the King. Or if you're caught up in the homosexual lifestyle, that there is hope. There's many that have left that lifestyle who are now a new creation in Christ. Many, many. We have Pastor Jim Doman coming uh to town here on January 21st uh, in Selma. We're going to be talking more about that leading up to the event. But um, 
you know, it's, it's, uh, important to recognize that uh, we must take a stand on these things, but also to do it in love. There's a, an event called crisis in our classrooms conference coming up here Saturday, January 21st. It's from nine to 12. Okay. And, uh, it is uh, featuring Pastor Jim Doman. He's the founder of Church United, which is a, a man that was uh, gay, and he ended up getting married. He's got now like several children. Jim, don't, yeah. He's a wonderful oh, man. Wow. Grand Reese will be there as well. So it's going to be at Valley Life Community Church. That's Valley Life Community Church in Selma. It's on uh, McCall Avenue, 3200 McCall Avenue. Again, January 21st, Saturday, from 9 to 12, Valley Life Community Church in Selma, crisis in our classrooms. And uh, uh, I'm planning on being there. going to have some books and resources for pastors to uh, equip their Sunday school teachers and parents to inoculate their children against the lies that are being spoken. So awesome. And speaking of being mischaracterized Mm -hmm. and uh, falsely accused of being homophobic or what have you, if you speak up on these things, you know, there's uh, Amy Grant, we mentioned... Uh, a uh, wonderful singer, songwriter, uh, and she uh, is now hosting an LBGTQ wedding. And I guess she's kind of touting it. Is that right, Phil? Yes, uh, and also to Franklin Graham, who is speaking up on this. He, he, he posted, and this is what he said, Amy Grant announced to the Washington Post that she and her husband, Vince Gill, are going to host a, a same-sex wedding on their farm for her niece. Amy is quoted to saying, Jesus, you you just narrowed it down to two things, love God and love each other. And Franklin Graham continues, and he, he says that we are left to love God and love each other, but if we love God, and we we will seek to obey his word. Jesus told us, if you love me, keep my commandments. Well, there you go. Uh, and the reality is, is that true love, you know, all love is not the same love. They say love is love. Well, not, that's not true. You know, you love your dog, you know, you love your wife. Is that the same? I love pizza. Is that the same as I love God? All love is not the same. There, there, in fact, there's, there's really a great book, you know, um, it's, it's, it's the four loves Mm -hmm. of C.S. Lewis. You know, Mm -hmm. there's, there's storge love, which is barnyard love. There's eros love, which is sexual love. There's phileo love, which is brotherly love. And there's agape love. Okay. Which is divine love. So there's different types of love. And uh, we're not saying to someone who's been in a, a loving relationship, okay, maybe even married for many years or, or at least been in, in a relationship for 30 years or so, we're not saying to stop loving your partner because we'll be accused of, oh, you're so full of hate. You're telling that person who's been in this loving relationship for 20 years or whatever that they should you know, not love each other. They should break up that relationship. That marriage, they shouldn't be married. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is, is that we're saying that they need to love their spouse, well, let's just say their partner, more by elevating their love from phileo love or even eros love, okay? Phileo love, brotherly love or sisterly love, you know, or eros meaning erotic love or sexual love, physical love, to agape love so that it, ends up being that those two that are in this relationship that is not appropriate, that is not godly, is not in accordance with God's will, they could elevate that if they would repent of the uh, the immoral actions of that relationship 
and end up entering into a relationship as a sister-sister relationship in the kingdom of God and have eternal love because love seeks the best for the other person. Amen. So, so you know, is that coming across clearly? Because we don't want to, we're not saying, we're not saying that they should stay in that, that, that relationship the way that it is, but, but they should increase their love. Is that clear? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so just to clarify, you're yeah. not saying, you know, that, uh, they should love each other more, uh, with it, with the agape love. So bring Jesus into the relationship. What you're really saying is to love them enough to, to, to allow Christ to, to, to really, uh, transform their hearts. And that's going to come at a, as a, at a cost because we all right. know, you right. know, that, that a homosexuality is, is not of God, you know, uh, or a relationship. I'm sorry. Right. You know, and so, so, and, you know, because I believe the same way. I believe that when it comes to love, like, you have to love that person enough to tell them the truth. There you go. E- even if it hurts them, because the worst thing you could do is not tell them the truth. For me, when, when I address these things, n- none of us here wants to be the bearer of bad news. None of us are gluttons for punishment. We're not, we're not looking to be the poster boy of, you know, hey, everybody attack us for our religious beliefs, you yeah. know? But we do this because of a love in us, again, which comes from eating the meat. And we there's the maturity that gives us the strength to love people enough to tell them the truth. Because I'd rather tell you the truth, you know, and, and, and that, that will help you get to heaven rather than just not doing anything about it out of selfishness. Because I don't want to be unfriended by you, you know, mm-hmm. or I don't want to be your, the bad guy. You know, no, I, no I, we need to love them enough to tell them the truth. But what you're saying, Dennis is that the, 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 the couples within that relationship, the two partners, that they ought to love each other that way also to the point where, hey, I want the best for you. And this, you know, you know, biblically, this this relationship is very dangerous. And I don't want in, either of us to end up in hell. And, you know, and, and allow that that love to guide their next step. Right? That's right. To yeah. increase the love yeah. to a higher love, agape yeah. love from eros love, yeah. erotic love, or even phileo love, is brotherly or mm-hmm. sisters, sisterly love, or even storge love, which is like barnyard love, which basically you just love those that are like you. But it's agape love. So we are saying increase the love. We're not saying don't love. It's it's about what is true love. Yeah, a lot of, they try to simplify it, I think. Uh, and Amy Grant was, was quoted saying that, the journey of faith is just being willing and open to have a relationship with God. Watch this, and everybody is welcome. I think that's what happens a lot. I think there's a line in, in Christianity when, when secularism tries to take over that we water down the message so much that, and remember, we the, the church, the American church, has gone through different controversies with the artists because they were on the radio mm-hmm. in the 90s and the 2000s, mm-hmm. and she was part of that controversy that they're we're oh well, well it's okay we're just trying to be inclusive now we're switched on us we're trying to be welcoming we don't want to uh, be judgy and we're actually at sometimes watering down the message that's the thing is is that uh, we everyone is welcome in our church yes yeah i visited a liberal church this last weekend i like i like to just see what's going on uh and they support gay marriage I, my wife and i went mm-hmm. okay and um one of them wanted to make it clear that everyone is welcome here. Well, everyone's welcome at my yeah. church. Everyone is welcome. But when you come, you're going to hear the truth in love. And you're going to have an opportunity to be transformed, become a new creation in Christ. 
and to to uh, grow up into Christ and be weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast, to line upon line, here a little, there a little. Grow up into Christ and walk in freedom and have eternal life at our church. So come one, come all. Satanists, you know, uh, LBGTQ, you know, whoever you are, come and find a repentance and faith in Jesus Christ and transformation. Amen. Amen. Now, does it say that that was her niece's wedding? Her niece's, yes. Yeah, that right there, I'm going to be very honest with you guys, that makes it so sticky and just it's such a difficult thing to navigate. But this is why Jesus said, if anyone cannot, you know, turn away from their family or hate, you yep. know, brother, sister, yep. you know, that they cannot, you know, be my disciple, be my disciple. Yep. But yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. And so this is not just kingdom talk. This is kingdom demonstration here. Yes. Yes. You know? Yes. So we're wanting to, you know, be in the word and we are in the word yes. and we're wanting to grow up. We're wanting to discern. And so when you have a family member that's having a wedding, first of all, it's one thing to host it. It's another thing even, maybe even to visit. I personally, there's, you know, takes wisdom on how to navigate that. But generally, generally speaking, you wouldn't want to send a signal that you're condoning that. And by attending, let alone hosting a wedding like that. But that's why we need to meet. Yeah, exactly. We need to be strengthened enough to, to not only discern between the good and the evil, but, but also we need the strength to do God's will. That's and exactly that's right. The ultimate, you know, that I'm, come on for, for as for me and my house, that that's the decision maker. Yep. And now talking about the moving on here to our next subject, the, mm-hmm. the mass exodus from the church. You know, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Uh, you know, the reality is, is that we've had uh, decades of um, seeker sensitive uh, market driven ministries that have brought in people for entertainment. And we have cultural Christians because it's culturally acceptable to be a Christian. And you might even get a promotion on your job because you're a Christian. We've gone from that to now the culture's turned against the church. And so the cultural Christians, the babes, the ones who haven't had the meat, are fleeing because they haven't been discipled. Bill Hybels himself, really one of the fathers of the seeker-sensitive movement at Willow Creek Church, he himself said after decades, he said— that we failed to make disciples. We failed to give them meat, is what he's saying. He didn't use that term, but I'm saying in light of our study in Hebrews, he failed to deliver meat. He was feeding them on milk, on pablum, on Gerber food, and that's those are the ones that are leaving. So what we're finding is, is the church is becoming more lean. She's becoming stronger, I think more purified, and the true believers, those who are growing up and eating the meat, are going to rise up, and we're going to be that much more uh, effective at representing Christ in love and in truth. I think, though, there, on the other side of it, you need to, if we we should look at this and say, not, okay, let's be more seeker-friendly, let's be more marketed, marketing, more social media posts. Right. No, I think it's good to a time to re- for the church to reflect. Why, why is there a leak in our church? Well, are we... Providing discipleship, like you talked about. There you go. Uh, what What is it? Are we Are we being? Are we just being the pop pop messages that that are just trying to uh, you know just draw pe- the crowds, like you know having weed in church, like mm-hmm. some other pastor, or are we really trying to disciple and love people? I think a lot of people attend a big church could feel connected. A lot of people attend a small church and feel disconnected. It doesn't matter what size; it's just being being connected to the body of Christ. I, I, no, I that's important. Yeah. No, that is important. We, we we don't want to dismiss this completely. 
Uh, there's areas I'm sure that we can do better as far as making disciples. I, 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 whenever it comes to things like this, my approach is just do all, do it all. Yeah, do it all. Don't throw the baby out of the bathwater. Do it all and figure out what works for your church. Figure out you know what's most effective. Again, in making disciples, there's a big you know uh, um, a debate between evangelism or discipleship. I don't, I don't, I don't see why we need to debate that. I think they both go hand in hand. That's now, right. as far as you know, this article. Again, we cannot ignore the fact that there's a lot of pastors who's who's leaving. There's a you know there's a, there's there's almost a crisis there. But here's my take on it. I, I don't think there's so much an exodus, you know, uh, of, of, of from the church. I, I believe the church is is expanding, and the church itself is transforming. I believe church is being done differently now. There's there's a case that could be made that the church has actually left the building, and that we're no longer you know the, the institutionalized church. You know, we, we, we're, we're actually leaving, going out, because here's why I say that, because of all these different ministries that have sprouted, you have motorcycle ministries. You have, you know, even ministries where guys are getting together at the gym. You have ministries of people uh, getting together, you know, in, in the backyard. You have all these different ministries going on now, you know, which which is, is amazing. And a lot of these people don't 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 really uh, consider themselves as churchgoers, but they're they're, they're part of these ministries and they're healthy. One thing I would say about the, the, this thing going on, though, I believe that any external ministry should always support the local body. I, I really believe that they should always point people back to the local yes, body. Right. Because, again, the church, you know, as, as a whole, it, is the hope of the world. And there needs to be a place because I, I, I believe I said this before. We, we, we take that, uh, you know, Jesus left the 99 to go save the one. Well, what happened after he saved that one? Did he say, okay, little lamb? Go and find your own way. No, you bring the lamb back to the 99. You bring them back to the flock. You know, so I, I really believe that the church is going through, it is going through a change. I actually believe it's expanding. It's expanding, you know, and, wow. and I thank God. But but we also know that there's going to be a great fall away. And when it comes to getting meat and exercising the muscle, you're going to burn the fat away. Well, and we, so we need to be serving more meat. That's the thing. Yes. Put the meat on the table. Yes. We need to be digesting it, you know, and just in closing out here, we mentioned about weed in the church. That's a pretty much a no brainer, uh, a weed outreach. This is just, um, not good. Let, let's just face it. Lodo, how was that when you attended? <laughs> uh, I took a lot of roundup. A lot of roundup. <laughs> yeah. No, we need to get high with the most high. That's that's the thing. Is that, is that triggering you, Dennis? <laughs> <laughs> and that's by eating meat and by studying his word and prayer Thank and worship. God. But uh, no flashbacks right now. But uh, anyhow, I didn't inhale, if you were wondering. <laughs> but uh, we got, uh, you know, also we, we wanted to mention about this priest, uh, Frank Pavone, who was uh, defrocked uh, because he's been taking a strong stance. Real, real quick, please, Dennis. Yes. For for, for the um, the lower intellect uh, audience, like 49er fans that might be out there, what is defrock? <laughs> he's been kicked out of the priesthood, so his Ooh. ministry. Yeah, and um, so, you know, basically what you have is this allowance for very liberal pro-LBGTQ priests to stay, but you got a, a man who's taking a stand I mean, I don't know the whole story behind that. I did read up on it a bit. He's been made a couple of harsh words about the current president um, and so on. And uh, and others like Nancy Pelosi and others who are so-called Catholics who are promoting abortion. And so they decided they would basically kick him off out of the priesthood. But I think it's just it's duplicitous. It's hypocritical. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's something that should be 
brought to our attention. And so we have covered the gamut here on Kingdom Talk here. We do that every Saturday from 12 to 1. We're so grateful to be citizens and subjects of the kingdom of God. Yes, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church that Jesus builds. That's you and I, brothers and sisters. Let's go forth. Let's not just talk kingdom. Let's demonstrate the kingdom. Go out and share the good news. We'll talk to you soon. Merry Christmas.